We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, running at Rotowire, among other places. And you can check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate us, review us, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome to another Big time slate here, kicking off the NBA weekend. Yeah, this one's not too bad, though. We got 10 games on tap here. A couple of the high-paced, high-scoring teams are are going up in this one. There's a couple games that I think we can look at. Um, Obviously, there's a few games that are going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of injury news rolling around. You know, the the whole Memphis situation is something I'm interested to see. You know, especially with them losing Chalmers last night. I don't know who they're going to be playing here, so... You know, it could be another one of those slates where we have a couple of those, you know, 3K, 3500 minimum price kind of guys that, you know, are going to be making a lot of lineups. Yeah, you know what? And um, 
that's a great question, and that's what going to lead me into a thing that uh, I, I ask myself this question all the time. By the way, like who's behind that guy, you know? And so, just taking a look at the Rotowire, um, you know, depth charts here for the Memphis Grizzlies, we can tell you next man currently up is Briante Weber, or they could go with a um, combination of Lance Stevens and Tony Allen, Matt Barnes, um, and um, with uh, Jermichael Green, and that w- which could also force. Um, either Vince Carter into the starting lineup or Ryan Holland. So they can go super small with, with VC starting alongside Barnes or they can, you know, give Ryan Holland. They're, they're decimated. I'll tell you what right now. You just, Oh yeah. They're, you take a look at right now, Mark Chalmers, Conley, Jordan Adams, Randolph, um, Birdman, Brandon Wright, uh, and, and uh, Gasol and Zebo all out right now. It's amazing that they are able to field a roster and beat Cleveland. Uh, with with this team, so um, that's you know what I normally save the, this uh, promo here for um, after the shooting guard position, but this is a great example of why you can take advantage of RotoWire.com and this these breakdowns, these full breakdowns of the, of these depth charts like Briante Weber and Lance Stevenson as potential you know point guard options for Memphis is what you get when you sign up for the free 10 day trial. So check it out here now, RotoWire.com/pod. You get up to the minute depth charts. Uh, like this, you could take advantage of uh, the lineup optimizer we have for all the major sports, for NBA, NFL, NHL, college basketball, soccer, golf. Um, and uh, we have lineup optimizers with uh, data for FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, and uh, all the major other uh, DFS sites out there, uh, eight in total. So make sure you take advantage of now. If you're looking for this inside information that we have available uh, to all the major providers, uh, check us out, rotowire.com slash pod let them know that josh and benny sent you with that in mind let's go ahead and kick off the uh, point guard position here for the friday slate we got the chef cooking up against portland we got uh little rage russell westbrook and um paul wall not the rapper the, the two point guards so uh how you have this breaking down today yeah the guy who my eye is drawn towards is actually damian lillard and the reason for that is, if you look, he, he gets up when he gets a chance to go up against Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. The, <clears throat> the last two games that Golden State and Portland have played, you know, the one that stands out in my mind was the one that was a couple weeks ago, where he put up 73 FanDuel points um, against the Golden State Warriors. But as I was looking through to do my research today, and I look back at the game logs, the game before that, he actually had 63 and a half fantasy points against them as well. So you're talking about a guy who scored 137 fantasy points in the last two matchups against this Golden State team. So averaging 68 fantasy points a game against Golden State so far this year. So to me, that means that Damian Lillard is definitely somebody that I want to have some exposure to, especially because he's going to come in a little bit cheaper than the John Wall, Chris Paul, um, Westbrook, and Steph Curry crowd, who, again, all of them could put up 60 fantasy points as well in, in any matchup. But I've already seen Dame do it twice against Golden State. So I think that this is a, a pretty good spot to roll him out there in what should be a very high-scoring game and one of the few games where Portland is actually paced up a little bit. Yeah, I like that there as well. And i actually be looking for some some double combos here because I think um, I, I like to buy into the revenge narratives when I think it makes sense. And you remember uh, they coming off the All-Star break, they got smacked. Um, on the road in Portland, and Damon Lillard went to absolutely ham sandwich on them. So I think Steph Curry's going to be salivating and going to be ready to get some revenge. They're all about the revenge uh, factor there as well. So I think you're going to get a good, solid effort and a high-paced, high-scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if this total is 
225 plus. You, you, would you agree with me there on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would think it might even be one of the ones that reaches into the 230s, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I think 225 is probably on the conservative side there as well. So I'm, I'm okay actually creating double tandem exposure to that, um, but that's going to sort of limit you know, some of the big boys options that you, that you have available to uh, you at the, at the other positions here. Now, in the value section, we've got Ish against Brooklyn. Um, Drew Holiday is going to, you know, going to be potentially attacking uh, Briante Weber defense. I guess we can talk about Briante Weber now. Um, we'll need. I think it's got probably more likely to be uh, like a Lance Stevenson type of thing. Uh, but yeah. we'll we'll see what what, what ends up happening uh, there as well. And so in the cheap section, who do you like here for Friday? Well, I mean, if we're considering Drew Holiday in the cheap section, he's definitely somebody on my list. I don't know how things are going to play out. Remember that, you know, Norris Cole was out for this last game a couple days ago. Uh, or yeah, was that yesterday? No, it was yesterday, actually, at this point. Um, so if we have if we have Norris Cole out again, you know, they're down to just Tony Douglas and Drew Holiday as the only other two guards that they even have on the roster. So Drew Holiday had a big game yesterday in that situation. He's playing a ton of minutes. He's in the starting lineup now. And with all the injuries that they have, I mean, if you want, if you saw the game log from yesterday, they only had two guys that were taking shots. It was Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. So if we're going to get 20-plus shot attempts out of Drew Holiday and he's going to play 35 to 40 minutes, I mean, I think he's another guy that we almost have to roll in there because the floor is just so safe and the upside is there as well because there's just nobody else for them to sub in for. Yeah, I agree with you there 100% as well. So you know what, and because we have this big slate and because of the number of options that we can go all the way down to, you know, um, like uh, the, uh, you know, the Sheldon Max against Washington and um, Goran Dragic, who I actually don't mind against Chicago, who people often forget about because he's super inconsistent. Um, I, I think there's going to be a number of different plays, and we can see how the, the Memphis situation shakes out, too. So some people are going to be targeting whoever gets into the action there at min salary, um, uh, you know, as at either, you know, Lance Stevenson, who I believe is small forward eligible on FanDuel, but I'll have to double check. Uh, could be a two. And, um, you know, we'll see if they end up claiming somebody there as well. I think that's actually a realistic possibility if Chalmers is indeed done for the season. Shooting guard up next here for the Friday slate. Let's go ahead and talk about what you're putting down here at the two. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be using Harden against Boston. I mean, if I have the money left over to spend up on, maybe. But I think there are better spots. You know, Boston, very good defensive team. He's probably going to draw some Avery Bradley defense. Not really something that I want to I want to go too heavily against. The guy who draws my eye is actually Victor Oladipo. Uh, going up against Sacramento in this game, you know, the last two games he's been really good, 36 and 40 fantasy points. His price is still a little bit depressed. He's been 6,600 for the last three games. I don't know if that raises a little bit before this game. You know, as, as we always say, we don't have the actual uh, prices on any of these guys until they come out later on today. But I think if Oladipo stays below that 7K range, he's probably my favorite bet. We know that shooting guard's a spot where you can attack Sacramento. We've been doing it all year with guys with, you know, a, a lot of positive results. So to me, he probably stands out as the best play on the day at the shooting guard spot. All right, that makes uh, a, a good amount of sense for me overall. I'm going to be looking down at the bottom here with Ethan Moore once again. Look what he did against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks on March 7th. They're back in some um, – got some volume uh, there as well. 16 points, uh, 7 assists, 
uh, with two threes and a rebound there as well. A little bit inconsistent, but we saw the price tag trail off from 4600 down to 41 because Butler was announced as back in the lineup, and now he's back out seeking a second opinion. So maybe you limit him to GPPs because he's a little bit uh, more inconsistent than not, but um, definitely looking to sort of get some exposure there uh, on the cheaper end. And then uh, the aforementioned Lance Stevenson, I think no matter what mm-hmm. happens now, just because they're so thin, we're going to start making a case for him overall. I'm going to throw out the yeah. last game against Boston, who's a good, very good defensive team, defends the you know the, 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 the two and the three very well with Avery Bradley and you know uh, Jay Crowder. And just take a look at what he had done prior to that. We're talking about um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of the last nine games prior to that, he had paid off a minimum of a 5.6 times the price tag and up to 7.9. So, and that's only really done because it's like, you know, what, four, three, four hundred dollars above minimum salary. So he's not mm-hmm. crushing it from a totals points perspective, but he is crushing the price tag. Um, and I think there's going to be a small area of time where you can sort of take advantage of uh, the, you know, increased minutes and uptick in production before they adjust him right back in well into the. Um, uh, maybe 5k plus range so we'll see how long that that price holds in the into the low to mid fours but somebody definitely need to keep some tabs on um anybody else that you're interested here and there i do like evan fournier um I, I, against sacramento um and along with victor oladipo too there as well i think both spots are you know you you know if the total doesn't get to the 230 range with sacramento something happened something is wrong because it seems like it gets there almost every time, uh, which is you know a good spot for Evan Fournier, uh, uh, given his uh, price tag and, and recent production there as well. Take a look at him, 5.6 and 5.9 um, uh, times uh, his price tag paid off in the past two contests, back-to-back 20-plus uh, point games, uh, 20 and 23 to be exact there. Um, so I'm on the radar with those guys. Anybody else you want to talk about at the two? Yeah, I really like the call on Lance Stevenson because with – Chalmers likely out for maybe the whole season at this point. I do think Stevenson's going to play a little bit of the point guard role. So he'll see a few more minutes and he'll have a higher usage rate. And again, at a price of only 4K, he's definitely someone you got to look at. I also think you can look at Tony Allen, his teammate as well. You know, again, with all these guys that are dropping like flies on Memphis, you know, they have a short bench. They might only be dressing seven or eight guys. So we've been saying it for the last week. If you're going to have a team that only has eight guys available to play, they're all going to play, and if they're all at minimum price, somebody has to score. I mean, you can, if you're going to play 30 minutes out there, you're going to get a couple assists and steals and points by accident. So I think Tony Allen and Lance Stevenson and basically anybody else on Memphis who's active in a jersey and going to get on the floor is you know somebody worth looking at if they're all close to minimum price. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a, somebody else. Um, there's a there's a good a good amount of options here over uh, overall at this position. Um, I even can make a case for somebody like uh, like Rodney Hood attacking if if he's in the in the lineup attacking Washington defense and whatever they're doing with Riley Bill and Garrett Temple and, and the like or JJ Redick and, jo- and um, Jamal Crawford. So I think those are all GPP plays there as well. So we can move on to the small four position here for Friday and talk about what you want to do here at the three. Yeah, I've been trying to fit Kevin Durant in as many lineups as I've made over the last like week or so. He's playing really really well now. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row where he's gotten 50 or more fantasy points. And the thing that I think is flying under the radar for most people is his rebounding numbers has been what's ticked up and what's really helped him. I mean, he's still scoring the same 25 to 30 points a game that he was. You know, his assist numbers are up a little bit. He went from, you know, five, six assists a game to like seven or eight assists a game lately. But he's got double-digit rebounds in each of the last seven games. 
which means that he's basically had a double-double in each of the last seven games as well. So if you're getting 25 to 30 points, 10 to 12 rebounds, you know, 5 to 8 uh, assists, and then about a steal and a block out of him every game, I'll take that any day of the week if I'm going to get consistent 50 to 60-point range out of uh, Kevin Durant. So even with his price creeping up now, a little bit closer to 11K. I think this is a pretty solid spot for him. So he's expensive. Part of the reason why I'm not paying for James Harden at all today or, or Steph Curry or Westbrook, some of the other guys up top, is that I want to make sure I get some Durant in my lineups. That, that makes some sense to me overall there as well. And uh, on that same token, too, if you just wanted to say, I want Westbrook and and Damian Lillard paired today or you know, or something of that, like uh, I could I could definitely uh, get on board uh, with, with either of those options. Uh, something that to to keep note of here is you know in the in the value town section we still have some interesting guys we still got a bogey Bogdanovich here against uh, Philadelphia defense uh, he's been up and down in terms of production but has paid off almost six x plus in three of the past five and we're talking about you know once again three four five hundred dollars above minimum salary so you know definitely uh, on the radar for me for GPPs. Uh, there as well and then you know some some other guys that I want to keep some tabs on Robert Covington actually had a fairly productive day and mm-hmm. he gets another uh, good matchup against um, Philadelphia defense and so now we're talking about over the past four games 7x 7.7 5.5 and 6.9x uh, in the last four games and you know Miami was on that slate twice as a you know as a playoff team and he also has you know Charlotte in the mix along with Houston so um, you know I think he's back on the radar uh, um, once again, for the time being, do you, are you, are you in agreement there? Yeah, I love the uh, I love the Covington call. He was actually the next guy I had queued up to talk about as well. He's basically just been getting a lot of minutes. That, you know, they have some injuries over there on Philly, and the guys that are injured, like Okafor, are some of their bigger scorers. So they have been looking Covington's way to get some points. He's always been a good defensive player, so he had some stuff for you in that categories, and he'll rack up a few assists and rebounds while he's out there on the floor. Um, for big minutes but whenever his shot is dropping he can give you some really big fantasy numbers and lately he's been putting up the points to do so uh one other guy i do want to talk about uh rudy gay is still pretty cheap he's only at like 65 or 6600 i think on Fanduel, and he's been putting up some pretty good scores lately you know getting into the 30 to 35 point range so i think you're gonna get you know e- even up to the 40 point range actually i think he's got a nice 30 to 40 point upside here against orlando um, so he would be another guy that I'd be looking at as a little bit of a saver. I mean, if you can get a guy like Rudy Gay, I would think that his salary should be somewhere between 500 and $1,000 more, depending on how he's playing. So to get him at a price of 6600 I think is pretty cheap. So the way I'm looking at it is Durant and then coming down to either like a Covington or a Gay as my second small forward for uh, the Friday slate. No, I like those calls overall. And um, on that same token here that we mentioned, like we when we were going through the depth charts too, is how Vince Carter has a chance to get ticked up in production or even you know crack the starting lineup if they decide to go small. And that's something that's reason- that could reasonably happen uh, against a team like uh, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, who you know are there have spent a ton of times this season playing Omer Sheik like seven, thirteen minutes as a starter in the lineup. So that could absolutely happen there as well. And Vince Carter is somebody who has paid off, um, you know, 5.3, 7.5 and 9.3 times his price tag in three of the past four games. And just still hanging around the min salary 
uh, area as well. So they know they need extra minutes out of him, and he scored 15 and 17 points in the two pass games. So basically what we're talking about is like Memphis is, is going to be your Friday cheat code depending on how that starting lineup ends up shaking out. So mm-hmm. uh, there you have that. Uh, anybody else you want to stump for at the three before we move on to the four? Nope, not really. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and flip it over to the power forward position for Friday and talk about some of these options up here um, up top. And now I know that we how you feel about Anthony Davis in cash, and I don't think you necessarily need to make the, the, the cash. I usually just like to mention him for fun because I know that you have a ban going on. Uh, but at least for GPPs, this could be a potentially good spot. Um, you know, against a depleted uh, Memphis uh, defense and, and, and front line. So uh, interesting to see your take there as well. And, you know, other thing I want to mention too is Aaron Gordon has burned, uh, you know, fantasy users here uh, in the DFS space what, in, what, two of the past three games uh, overall. So are, are, do we need to make him a little bit less trustworthy now or do you not care because it's Sacramento? All right, well, let's take these one thing at a time. We'll start with the shocking news that I'm going to throw out there first. I do like Anthony Davis today in both cash and GPPs. Ooh, it happened. Yep, and, I, and I'm going to tell you why. You know, it's uh, there's an old saying, you know, when, when the facts change, you know, I reserve the right to change my mind. What do you do? Well, the facts have changed for New Orleans right now. They have so many injuries on this team that if you watched that game against Charlotte at all yesterday, there were basically two guys on the team taking shots. It was Drew Holiday and it was Anthony Davis. Now, you look at the game logs for the last three games, 31 field goal attempts, 21 field goal attempts, 26 field goal attempts. Now, the problem that I had with Anthony Davis, and I had been saying this you know, since Christmas, basically, is he wasn't reaching value for us. He wasn't getting enough shot attempts. We all know he should be getting them, but for whatever reason, the coach wasn't giving them to him. He wasn't getting enough shot attempts. His rebounding numbers were down. You know, He, he wasn't getting the the monstrous block games at home that the stat keeper used to help him out with back in the day. Um, So he hadn't been reaching the value when you have to pay up 10K for the guy. Now, in his last three games, he's gone for 50, 47, and then 63 in the last game. Uh, 40 fantasy points. He's got four games in a row with double-digit rebounds. You know, and, and he hasn't had a hangnail that kept him out for, you know, an extended period of time in a couple weeks. So he's a lot safer of an option right now than he had been in the past. He's gotten you at least 4.7 times value in seven of his last nine games here right now, including two big games, one for 63 and one for 89 fantasy points. So I do think you can look at Anthony Davis now in this matchup because, again, they just don't have anybody on their team. And the flip side of that argument also is who's going to guard him on Memphis? Who who are they going to put on him? Is it going to be, you know, Matt Barnes? Is it going to be... You know, I mean, Jermichael Green is basically the center right now with everybody else they have hurt. So I don't know who they have that's going to guard him. So I could definitely see Anthony Davis having a big game here. I may still not use him in cash just because there is always the chance that, you know, he has to run to the locker room for whatever reason five minutes into the game. But I do think that he's somebody you want to look at. Now, as for Aaron Gordon, I have no problem rolling Aaron Gordon out. And I like the fact that he had a couple bad games recently because I hope that does take people off of him. He's got a great matchup going up against Sacramento. The one thing you have to worry about with him in that Sacramento matchup is he plays power forward, so he may get lined up across from Boogie Cousins. And he's actually big and strong and athletic enough where he might be able to handle Boogie a little bit. But at the same point in time, you know that Boogie draws fouls on anybody who's guarding him on the other side, which is the one thing that gives me some pause on Aaron Gordon because I do think it's a pretty good matchup for him here. Um, other guys to look at, Tobias Harris has been playing pretty well lately. 
he's put up uh you know basically five x in four of his last five games he you know he hasn't been below he's only had one game below four and a half x in his last ten you know he's given you like thirty like twenty eight to thirty five fantasy points so nothing huge but at a price below six k that's really good value that uh you know that you can take advantage of in that same price range I also like Nerlens Noel. Uh, again, if Okafor is out, he's the starting center. You know, him and Ish have a good connection. The two of them play pretty well together. He got a big game out of Nerlens yesterday, uh, 39 fantasy points I think he had against Houston. Uh, 17 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. So pretty much a typical Nerlens Noel line. That's the kind of line that you get out of him. Uh, for cheap, I think that there are two guys I'm looking at. I like Taj Gibson. He's only 5K in his role but I probably won't have any exposure to him because Jermichael Green's still only $4,600. So we don't know how that is going to jump it up. I mean, his price was 3700 that first game he went out there and, you know, dominated. They jumped it up to 4600 He went out there and put up another 36 fantasy points. So I'm assuming we're going to see his price a little bit higher for this game here. But if his price is below, you know, like 5500 or so, I still think I'm going to be rolling him out. Especially if like Zebo's out and Anderson's out, and he's the only big guy that they have available. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there overall. You know, I've been sort of just hinting at this because uh, overall with Anthony Davis, more for fun than anything else. But I think he's actually gotten to some level of consistency uh, overall. Um, and aside from that, I'm willing to go with Aaron Gordon one more time. I'd be only for the simple fact of, of you take a look at the the production prior to this. We're talking about like t- ten straight and eleven out of thirteen where the guy was like a, just a cash game lock for 30-plus fancy points in Sacramento because the total is going to be through the roof. Uh, I, I think is you know, something that we need to t- take a, a serious look at and um, you know figure out if that's what we want to get exposure to as well. And it's going to be sort of pricey, but if you don't pay up for Brow, Draymond Green I think is in a really good spot. You know I always like to attack uh, the uh, Portland Trailblazers' front line and their ugly rotation of Novan, Myers Leonard, and, you know, Plumlee and all that stuff at Davis, which, you know, I don't think is an optimal lineup, but, you know, that's beside the point. Uh, the important thing here is Draymond Green has actually, um, you know, scored 37-plus fancy points in three of the past five games. And, you know, the price is starting to uh, recover just a little. Well, actually, it's it, it dipped down for, for whatever reason because he had two two games under 30 fancy points, went down to 8,200. So they don't price him back up too far. You know, he is one of the guys who takes it more personally than anybody else. I think he absolutely remembers that they got housed. Uh, in a really big way, 137 to 105 against Portland. That's the, you know, one of two losses that are on their ledger since the All-Star break. And I think there's going to be, you know, hell to pay. And so, like I said, I'm I'm definitely buying revenge factor, uh, you know, in, in this matchup and with Portland, uh, especially, you know, by default, we know that the Vegas line is going to be something that has a very high total. Um, anybody else at the four that you want to get in the mix with before we go on to the five? No, I think that's it. Um, like I said, we talked about a few guys, you know, at, at all the different price points, mostly from the top and, and a lot of guys in that mid-range. I think that's pretty much where I'm going to be looking there for my place. All right, fair enough. Um, with you 100% of the way. And uh, if you are with somebody who knows or maybe you own a business, maybe you need a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business and it all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need... Uh, 
So you don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to be worrying about the budgets, the scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. Center position up here. Let's talk about what you want to do here on the Friday slate. I want to make sure I save enough money to pay up because there are a couple guys that I like, but they're all pretty expensive. Um, obviously, if you have the money to pay for DeMarcus Cousins, you know, every matchup that he's in is pretty good. If Nikolai Vucevic is out, which I think he is been, I think he has been ruled out already. I don't think he's supposed to come back until um, sometime this weekend. So you're basically going to get Cousins going up against like Aaron Gordon and Jason Smith's defense. So if you can afford to figure out a way to put Boogie in your lineup, you know, I could see him having a a 55-point game. Now, at a price of 11K, though, it's not really like a 55-point game is huge. I mean, that's basically what he needs just to kind of get you standard value there. So I think that there's a a high likelihood that he's the highest scorer at the position. I just don't know if he's going to be the highest scorer per dollar, although I think it's a great matchup for him in – you know, that game against Orlando, especially knowing that Busevich is out. But I do think there are other options that make sense that are a couple thousand dollars cheaper. I love Hassan Whiteside going up against the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls have struggled against big men all year. They're really bad against the center position. And Whiteside has been an absolute monster. Um, basically 45 to 50 fantasy points in every game for about the last two weeks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his last ten, he's gone for 40 to... 55 fantasy points somewhere in that range you know 12 15 rebounds 18 to 20 points you know adding in a couple of those blocks he has a seven block game an eight an eight block game a six block game five block game along the way there uh so i think he's got a lot of upside in that matchup with chicago as well i also think brooke lopez is in a pretty good spot going up against philly you know again philly's a team that struggles against big guys just saw dwight howard put up a huge game against them yesterday whether Okafor is in or not, they don't rebound very well. So centers, big centers tend to get a ton of rebounds when they play them. They're also a little bit undersized, so centers tend to wind up with a few more blocks than they usually do. And they don't play good defense, good post defense. So centers also wind up getting more shots and more points than they usually do in most of those games. So basically everything that a center can do to score, Philly is bad at defending. So centers have done well against them all year. Brooke Lopez being a huge part of that Nets offense, the highest usage guy. I think he actually might even be the highest, well, other than DeMarcus Cousins, I think he's the highest usage center we have in the league. He's at about a 29% usage rate, so I like Brooke Lopez a lot. And then I also think Dwight Howard is a viable option again, too. He's been playing very well, a whole bunch of games in the 40-50 range over the course of the last two to three weeks. Boston, another team that uh, struggles to defend big guys. You know, they got a couple guys banged up. I think Olenek's still out. I think Sollinger came back, but I don't think he's 100% yet either. Uh, so Dwight Howard is another option that you can look at if you're going down. And then if you have to save money, the guy that I like the most, been around a little bit below 6K a lot lately, is uh, Robin Lopez. So he's going up against um, the Clippers. You know, despite what people think, DeAndre Jordan blocks a lot of shots and grabs a lot of rebounds, but he's actually not a great defensive player. Lopez has been getting a lot of minutes because Porzingis is kind of banged up and, you know, is only playing like 20, 25 minutes lately. So if I have to save or go cheaper, I think Robin Lopez is the floor for me. But really, I want to stay and spend up in that range, uh, 
you know, if I can't afford Cousins, I, I think it's going to be a tough choice for me, but I'd probably rank it Whiteside, Lopez, Howard as the three guys I'd be looking at. Uh, yeah, I love Whiteside, Strongside, Lopez. Um, and um, Cousins for cash to me, and or even in, in the GPP, if you just want to sort of, you know, bank exposure to that and just say, I want to be with, with the field um, because he's been just a, such an auto play overall. If they're going to play Jason Smith at the starting lineup, and I believe Vucci has been ru- ru- ruled out of this game here for Friday, it's just going to be all Cousins all the time, at least for cash games. He's going to be a cash game lock for me overall. So, um, yeah, uh, that's Orlando at home and, and in another game that I think is going to be, you know, well into the, the 220s. So something else that I, I will definitely be taking a look at there. So um, Whiteside, Lopez... Are, are all in the mix for me. Um, I love the call with uh, D- Dwight Howard. And uh, if you want to pay up for Big Cat, I think he's still a top five option against OKC. That's Steven Adams, who's a decent defender. But, you know, because they play with such a high pace, there's just going to be, uh, you know, an additional amount of shots, rebounds, and, and overall fantasy volume for, for the Big Cat. Yeah. I, so. I think it makes a lot of sense to pay up at center today. And, I mean, I'm not going to argue with anybody who goes with any of the names that we just mentioned because I think they're all in good spots. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to... If you're going to fade and go with the cheap center, you usually want to do that on a night where you don't think anybody up top is going to go off. I can guarantee you one of these five guys is going to have a good game. You're not going to get five stinkers from these guys who are all in good spots. So you're best off just picking the one you like the most and trying to pick it out, right? Because if you go for a guy like Lopez who might get you 30 points, which will be nice, you're going to be way behind the eight ball if Cousins goes for 60 or one of these other guys goes for 45 or 50 which I think at least one of them will because you're talking about five or six centers that are in good spots that could go big. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there as well. You're going to have to t- have um, some exposure to to the anchor plays at the center position so in order to not be left behind by trying to get cute with, you know, Enos Cantor or Big Al Jefferson or, or you know, something else of that ilk. Yep. All right. That. Um, oh, by the way, I don't know if we did the our, our obligatory we liked Michael Green thing here for i don't know if i believe he's power forward eligible oh yeah i did no i definitely talked about him if, okay again if it's the same situation that they've been having where okay. he's like the only big guy out there and his price remember we talked about if his price stays below like 55 yeah you know he's like an, he's like an auto play because he's gonna if he's playing 35 to 40 minutes he's gonna put up 30 plus fantasy points you know we saw a 40 and a 50 point upside out of him in the last two games right again you know if his price is that cheap and you hear all these other guys are out just plug him in at one spot and build your lineup around him. Because if you don't have him, we actually talked about this yesterday. Um, uh, and you might, I, you know, I kind of want to get your opinion on it. But here's the way I, I told people: there are there are punt plays, and then there are, I mean, there are like cheap value plays, and then there are cheap value plays that you can't live without. Like on a slate like yesterday's, Jamichael Green was so cheap, and he was having the same role that you couldn't not put him in your lineup. Like he's a guy that you just have to play him, and then. Just say, you know what, I'm going to play him even if everybody else is, and then we'll play eight on eight at the other spots. Whereas there were other guys like Patty Mills the day before who was a cheap value play but wasn't a lock. So you could get away with, you know, not using him in your lineup. But I think a guy like Jermichael Green, you just got to lock and go. Yep, I agree with you there as well. All right, and that's going to wrap it up for the Friday edition of the Roto IDFS podcast. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. You can check out me on Twitter at JoshHaysFS. And it's at RotoWire for all your season long or DS via Twitter, RotoWire.com. Uh, and we'll be back here with the Saturday edition here. Same bat time, same bat channel tomorrow.
Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.